c'est vrai. Je suis un ananas. Now, in the uh, towers of uh, Edmonton... I'm not a Tourette, don't speak on both sides. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict. Welcome back to Fat, French, and Fabulous. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle. Janelle Como, Master of Arts. And that is how I will be addressed. First of her name. <laughs> Greatest of her line. <laughs> Payer of student loans. <laughs> Hopefully. Possessor of debt. I finally graduated this week after two years of... Oh, ah. Yeah, ah. a lot. I know. But they literally sent me my first, like, please donate as an alumnus... Uh, email uh, within 12 hours of the ceremony. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they sent me a request for alumni donations faster than they sent me the confirmation email that I had graduated. You haven't even paid off your student loans to these people. You have been oh, spending God, no. tens of thousands of dollars on them. And before you even walk out of the door, they come to you hat in hand, begging for money. Alms for the poor. Right? My degree hasn't even paid off yet. Like, maybe, maybe give me a chance to, like, take this sucker out for a test drive before I tell you if I'm happy with you. Wait till you put your coat on! The suggested donation amount was $20.19, cause they're like, oh, haha, 2019, that's your graduation year. It's cute. I was like, I'll have a good chuckle about that when I'm homeless. Yeah. <laughs> what, you want a tip? I am already paying through the nose. I work with the homeless in the South Bronx, and while I'm very grateful that, like, my degree got me that job, I don't really want to join them. Yeah, would prefer not. <laughs> That's, you know, you know I, I dance badly on the lip of that volcano. This is not a lucrative profession. You've been lovely, but I, I, I just paid you. <laughs> Nobody in the South Bronx is making a ton of money. No. So that's not happening. No, absolutely not. This is not a this is not a lucrative area. Like if you if no. you if you drop a quarter in this town, you'll pick it up again and it'll be a nickel. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the land that gentrification forgot. It really is. You go on like the the Zillow, which is Zillow is our um uh rental listings service mm-hmm. in New York City. You go on like Zillow and you look at apartments in the South Bronx, and they're like, haha, it costs $12 a month. And it's like, oh, look at it, it's it's 4,000 square feet, it has six bathrooms, frequent drive-bys, <laughs> tile floor, like it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, full, a full master bath, and uh, bullet holes, you know, it's fun. It's got everything you need. Mm. And not, not bullet holes in a cute, like, oh, this was a speakeasy in the 1940s. It's, these are recent. Think, think of it as, like, an impromptu skylight. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Inspired by the Swiss. Specifically, their cheese. Mm, and speaking of cheese, I guess that's as good a segue as any. Woo! Um, it's Janelle Week this week. But we are doing a distinctly Jessica-ish case, because there's a distinct chance that we are actually one person... Doing two different voices. Slowly but surely, we are converging. We are legion. You're growing your hair out. Like, soon you will be indistinguishable. I mean, other than the fact that, like, I am clearly a very feminine presenting woman who lives in New York City, and you are a 14-year-old Jewish boy who lives in Vancouver. (laughs) 
uh, we're basically yeah. one and the same. Yeah, my, growing my hair out has not made me look more feminine. It has just made me more and more Semitic. <laughs> it's it's remarkable. It's, what a what an achievement. I I've just it, with every day I look a little bit more like a magician that specializes in bat mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a hairstyle you can ask for, the hairdressers. <laughs> Make me look like a circumcised birthday clown. <laughs> Wonderful. So instead of a murder or a mysterious disappearance, we're doing the life and times of a European historical figure. Yay! Because that's, you know, what a I rush. What a- <laughs> my birthday comes early this year. That's not a topic we've ever covered before. Ever. Well, nope. just... Changing completely shit up. unlike us. We're exploring new horizons. Although, I will say, in fairness, depending on who and what you believe, this case has somewhere between zero and one murder. So, we will we will let you decide. Exciting. Choose your own adventure. There might be murder and there's definitely some cannibalism, so it's a very Jessica case. <laughs> so this week we are talking about Terrare, a human shaped medical anomaly and a soldier who lived in eighteenth century France. Exciting. Very exciting. And honestly, when I first heard about this guy, I had a very hard time believing that he was real. When I was doing the research for this episode, I really thought I was going to have to have mostly sources like the Illuminati invented vaccines.blogspot.com. Yeah, because he sounds like an urban legend. He does. I thought this was all going to come from websites with like animated dancing backgrounds and articles about Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, but no. Like the New Jersey Devil, you know, but French. Basically, this dude was very much real, and historians and doctors pretty much agree on most of the major details of his life. Which is a rarity, Um, to be honest. (laughs) It is for somebody born in that era who was not particularly famous at the time. Yeah, like, there's a lot of early modern history that's just like, and then an angel came down and and cursed all all who witnessed, and it's like, did that really happen in, like, like, ah. mid-15th century Poland? I'm not sure. Catholic history is like is rife with that. It's like, all right, he was a historical figure. Here's his birth dates. Here's where he went to school. Also, he could fly, and you're like, okay, <laughs> hang on, <laughs> one moment. So that's what I thought this was gonna be, but no, apparently this is this is a very real man, and I did. I'm I'm currently dating a man from France, which is exciting for me. It's a, I got myself a foreign model this part. Ooh. I got an import this time around. Mm. And um, I asked him, I was like, have you heard of Terrari? And he was like, oh god, no. Not <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so apparently Terrari is a national embarrassment to this day. Oh good. Which is wonderful. As he should be. He appears to be I, some kind of mutant. <laughs> I will say, I made, my boyfriend read the... Um, read the Wikipedia article for Terrari on his lunch break, which he said that he immediately regretted. <laughs> so that's kind of your, that's that's your warning. It's, um... This is your cue to put down your sandwich. <laughs> this is a gross episode. We don't give a lot of warnings before our episodes, but this one, this one warrants it. This, this episode is disgusting. Yeah, in general, we assume that if you're opting into this, you have an iron stomach. But in this particular case, you better just have a cauldron instead of a instead of an esophagus. Yeah. I I hope your intestines are stainless steel. This episode is gonna start gross and become vile. Yeah, if so, if, if at least one of you does not throw yourself up inside out, like, we've failed. Yeah, so you know, if you're eating in your car, 
Maybe don't, because you're yeah. going to have to get that shit detailed. Yeah, you like, um, windshield wipers only work on the outside. Fucking buckle up. That's all I have to say about this. <laughs> We've nearly uh, killed three people now, so... You know, have, maybe uh, you shouldn't three... drive and listen to this at all. Three people who do not know each other have yeah. now written into our, our Twitter or just our various social media pages to tell us that they nearly crashed their car while listening to this podcast, and I don't... I don't know how to feel about that. This isn't how I thought my career as a serial killer would start, but at the same time, <laughs> I embrace it. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm mm. not complaining. So Terare was born sometime, approximately, about the year 1772, to a peasant farming family in rural France in the area near Lyon. Yeah, which isn't unusual. This is sort of an era where you just sort of eyeball your kids and guesstimate. It's like, you got your few first pube, congratulations, you're a man. <laughs> Just checking the kids for pubes every night, that's a normal mm. thing that parents do. Line up! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the nightly pube count. As soon as I see a pube, you're going into the mines. Like, that. <laughs> wow. That's a whole new level of abusive parenting. <laughs> um. If I see a single tweezer, I'm watching you. Oh my god. The gross uh so Terrari was born to people who probably didn't check his pubes. Um <laughs> if only because they were unwilling to touch him. I don't know. We don't really know. We don't know much about his early life. We don't know his date of birth. Um and we don't actually know his real name. We are not sure if Terrari was his birth name or if this was just a nickname that he went by. Like it'd be pretty oddly prescient if it was just like his actual his, birth name. His though. real name. Because it's it's not a French name. I tried looking into the origins of the name Terrare, because he's the only one who who has that name. Um, and apparently it doesn't actually translate to anything in French. The name may have originated from a popular 18th century French expression, bonbon Terrare, that refers to the sound of an explosion, and they believe that this may have been his nickname as a reference to his powerful farts. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Yes, this, this is, man. This is, this is a man who's packing a cannon in his trousers. That's not what people usually mean by that. No. Can you imagine how much you disappoint a woman if you're like, "Yeah, I'm packing a cannon in my trousers," and then you just fart yourself off the floor? <laughs> like you can hover by ass cheek wind alone. I mean, men are disappointing at the best of times, but that is a whole other level. Like, people are impressed at your impromptu jetpack at first, but then, you know, they start fainting as, like, the oxygen leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's all methane. <laughs> Just, you're gonna smell like a dairy and hit your head on the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I don't know is that I don't, like, this was, Terari was the name that he gave when people asked him his name. Like, this is the name that he provided. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if I believe that a man intentionally chose to be known to everybody in his life as what amounts to fart noise. Ah, je m'appelle. Maybe he just fucking hated his real name, but I don't know how bad your name has to be until that becomes a better alternative. Was it embarrassing? What, what is embarrassing for French people? Yeah. They name their kids fucking anything. They don't even care. I don't. I know so many men named Marie. Yeah, my grandfather's name was Marie. They don't give a shit. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it. I, I have no idea. What I do know is that from a young age, Terrari had a voracious appetite. By the time he reached his teenage years, he was eating a quarter of a cow. 
Oh. Literally his own body weight in beef every single day. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Even by hungry teenage boy standards, that is extreme. That's a lot of sloppy joes. That's almost a sloppy John. <laughs> is that, That's is a that... sloppy Joseph. <laughs> do we have, do they, do they go up in rank? Is it a sloppy Jonathan? Is that, the, <laughs> is that the sloppiest of them all? I'm pretty sure that's like just a sub with sloppy Joe filling. <laughs> that's a sloppy like Jonathan. A, one of those five foot party subs. Yeah. Just it's a sloppy. Just filled with chili. Sloppy Jonathan sounds like a sex act that I'm afraid to Google. <laughs> yeah, that feels like an entry on Urban Dictionary that wakes you up at night. <laughs> that haunts your dreams. The, the, the Sloppy Jonathan. Sloppy Jonathan feels like something which, after you read it, you can't hug your children anymore. <laughs> Sorry, kiddo. It's firm handshakes with no eye contact from here on out. <laughs> I'm not the man I used to be. <laughs> I wish I could be the father you deserve. God. But I mean, I grew up with two very large teenage brothers, but my parents used to buy half a cow from the butcher, and that would last us a couple of weeks, and that was considered an extreme amount of beef buying. This kid was eating half a cow in two days by himself. And eventually, this reached a point where his parents could not afford to continue feeding him, so they kicked him out to go fend for himself. He's a one-man cattle serial killer. He is, and the pre-Costco era is a hard time to be alive. So, after getting kicked out, Terari spent several years traveling around France with a band of thieves and prostitutes. Like he was some sort of weird, hungry Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Doing basically whatever was necessary to feed his immense appetite. And it's worth noting, before we get into any of the things that Terraria actually did, I think it's it's just fun to know that in addition to having this unnatural appetite, um, he was also incredibly strange looking, and also not a ton of fun to be around. Normally, you'd expect someone who was eating his own body weight in red meat every day to be like, my 600 pound life levels of obese. But at the age of 17, Terraria only weighed 100 pounds, and was apparently quite slender for his height. He was said to be of average height by the standards of the day, which, it's 18th century France, I assume the average height is four foot two. Yeah, he's a hobbit. He's a tiny, tiny man. Uh, but he apparently visibly appeared weak. He was, this is not a muscular dude. Okay, so he's basically like a human bag of holding. He is. There's just a mysterious space-time continuum error lurking in this man's gastrointestinal tract. Yes, he's Mary Poppins' carpet bag, except he's got legs and arms. That's that's Terrare. Cool. His hair was apparently unusually soft, which um, is a weird thing yeah. for your doctor to note. Yeah. That's an odd thing to put down on your medical chart. If you go for a physical and your doctor just sort of pets you and goes, hmm, mm. unusually soft, you need to leave. That's not a real doctor. Yeah, like, if, if he buries his hands and his nose into your hair, takes a deep, ah, lavender, you need to get out there. That certificate on the, on the wall is from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you need to go. He won that in a gumball machine. Please leave. <laughs> But apparently doctors at the time felt the need to take note of this. His hair was unusually soft, fair, and fine. Like a baby chick. He was like a baby chick, and he apparently went mostly bald by his mid-twenties. Ah. So, so like a baby chick that's Benjamin buttoning into an egg. 
Nothing gold can stay, pony boy. He apparently had an abnormally wide mouth with lips so thin that they were basically non-existent. Um, his cheeks were said to be loose and wrinkled, and he could hold a dozen eggs or small apples in his mouth like some sort of chipmunk. Huh. It's kind of fun. Fun in the sense that he looks like a human frog that lives in deep inside a cave and has never seen sunlight. Aw, oh, can we call French people frogs? Is that punching down? I don't know. My last name's Peugeot. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that ground. <laughs> That's mine. That's- <laughs> I'm just punching myself in the face. That's all yeah. I'm doing right here. Technically, technically, this is friendly fire. We're both French. It's in the it's in the name of the podcast. We can say what we want. Terrari looks like a pelican with an autoimmune disorder. That's yep. <laughs> that's the best description that they can give us. He 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 looks like a salamander with a glandular problem. He does. That's exactly what he looks like. Also, his teeth were said to be very stained. Oh, and if you're, yeah. Yeah. If your teeth are so stained that people find it noteworthy in 18th century France, that's not a good sign. No, no it isn't. Mm -mm. Like, they have to be basically the same color as beef. Just, (laughs) (laughs) like, you've gotta have, like, French onion soup is roughly the color of your face furniture. Oh, oh my god. Like, old ivory, really. Yeah, he had all his original teeth, which was a plus at that time period. Oh, that's unusual. It's a very unusual. It's, it's kind of an achievement. I think they give you a ribbon for that. Yeah, you'd probably but get an his... award. You'd probably get knighted if you weren't disgusting. <laughs> oh no, he was far too disgusting. Like, he'd corrode the sword before it could touch his shoulders. Mmm, just melts right off. His molars showed signs of advanced wear by the time he reached his mid-twenties. Oh, yeah. He was basically a beef wood chipper. Watching him eat, like, must have like, been, like, <laughs> watching the, the that one scene from Fargo. Like, eventually you're gonna wear down your teeth. Honestly, that's more accurate than you know. You're an angle grinder in a face. <laughs> <laughs> well, after eating, he would get an enormous, swollen, distended stomach, quote, like a huge balloon. And when he hadn't eaten, the skin on his stomach would be so loose that he could wrap it around his torso like a sash. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. so if he had, like, a good enough running start, he could glide like a bat. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a human sugar glider. <laughs> yes. Just a full-on flying squirrel. <laughs> He's basically a French superhero. He can just... Spread his skin and come stained teeth bared. Oh yeah, He's the hero France deserves, on his own not the farts. Hero, not the hero they need. <laughs> Terrare. You can hear him coming like a thunderclap. <laughs> oh, I'll save you, and you're like, no, I choose death. Please stop. I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> so. Terrari was apparently constantly hot to the touch and also constantly sweaty. Oh. Mm. Oh, so he's lubricated. Mm-hmm. No, I no. no. Oh my god. <laughs> Out like, of all the words you could have chosen, he that's is a, my least he's favorite. He's a flying human condom. No. Like fluttering no, stop fluttering it. in the breeze near a near an unfortunate trailer park. That's one. That's not a description I needed in my head as a sweaty greased up human condom with skin flaps. Also, too, I'm not confident that you've ever seen a condom. I mean, 
I do work in downtown Vancouver. So Never mind, you see condoms every three feet. Yeah. I'm I I have I'm have under under good authority that those are not in fact really boring water balloons. Please do not reinflate them with your mouth. <laughs> You'll get face gonorrhea and that will be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, when you get tooth herpes, don't say you were not warned. You'll make your dentist cry. Terari also apparently had some of the worst body odor imaginable. Oh no. A contemporary description said that he stank to such a degree that he could not be injured within the distance of 20 paces. Oh. And yeah, this guy, again, lives in 18th century France. If people in 18th century France can't bear to come near you because of how bad you smell, I don't think modern people would even survive. Oh, they'd die on exposure. Yeah, he would just leave a swath of bodies in his wake. If you dropped him in the middle of, like, uh, a 20th century shopping mall, there would just be, like, nuclear shadows against the, the Sephora. <laughs> there would be no survivors. <laughs> After eating, his smell would become noticeably worse. Oh, no. His... Yes. His eyes and cheeks would become bloodshot, and a visible vapor would rise off of his body like he was some sort of cartoon character. Oh, like he's from a yes. red and stimpy short. Honestly, this man is just Yvonne of the Yukon brought to life. <laughs> Which is a, for our American and British and New Zealand listeners, you guys are new, hello. Hi. Um, there's a lot of you now. I'm, I'm thrilled. Confused and yet flattered. Yvonne of the Yukon is a Canadian television show that just lampoons the French with every stereotype they possibly can. It is and the most powerful <laughs> offense against the French since the invasion of Germany. <laughs> Not since the Nazis marched on Paris has anybody been so unkind to the French. But growing up in Canada, that was my only real exposure to French people at all until I began dating a French man in, at the age of 26. And I have had to unlearn some shit. Oh, you've just had years and years of cultural bigotry against his noble people. It's like you were born and raised in France, but you don't walk around in your underwear drinking pickle juice. That can't be right. Mm, you don't actively smell like a garlic fountain. <laughs> Who are you? Mm. Who are you really? Yeah, you must be Belgian. <laughs> a great insult. Reading, reading about Terrari did put a couple of French stereotypes back in place. Terrari often fell asleep or became extremely lethargic after eating, and he would just sort of curl up and belch constantly while his jaws continued making swallowing noises. Ah! Ah! Wonderful, right? I, uh, actually, oh, here we go. There's a French joke. There's the frog joke in my notes. It says, in my notes, I know that French people do not appreciate being called frogs, and it's not particularly original, but honestly, this guy sounds like a literal, actual toad. Oh my gosh. So there we go. I was willing to punch down, too, apparently. <laughs> We're on the same page, really. Yeah. It's just constantly swallowing while you are asleep. With a big, wide mouth and a saggy face. It's hard. The jokes write themselves. I, I can't imagine trying to sleep while listening to somebody repeatedly swallow like a dog <laughs> trying to eat peanut butter. <laughs> well, Terari's digestive system was kind of a mess. Because of course it fucking was. He suffered from constant chronic diarrhea, which was apparently, and I quote, feated beyond all conception. 
This guy could apparently just fucking destroy an outhouse. The mind rebels. This is a Lovecraftian level of of rank. To use the outhouse after Terare is to glimpse the eye of madness. This is a time and place in human history where people threw buckets of stale urine and shit into the streets. Oh, the Thames and the Seine River were open sewers. My god. His diet throughout his life would make a goat puke, but apparently he very rarely vomited, which is unusual, because we're gonna list some of the shit that he ate, and the fact that he didn't throw any of it up is medically astounding. The fact that he didn't die is fantastic beyond belief. Yeah, and other than his bizarre appetite and his apparently heinous bowel movements... (laughs) He was apparently fairly normal when it came to his personality. He didn't have any obvious signs of mental illness or psychosis, and the only noteworthy aspect of his personality was that he was kind of apathetic and generally lethargic, and showed, and I quote, a complete lack of force and ideas. Oh. He was he was just kind of there, personality-wise. <laughs> like a bump on a log. He ate, he slept, he was just sort of there. He was just a classic man. He, he was basically a digestive system with a face. And when he'd only eaten a moderate amount, like just enough to satiate him, he was apparently active and alert. The sleepiness only set in when he overate, but he did that pretty much every time he possibly could. Mm. So after spending a couple of years traveling around with his thief and prostitute buddies, begging and stealing to survive, he eventually landed a job as a street performer in Paris, serving as the opening act to a local charlatan and then performing for the crowds on his own moving up in the world. He is. You go from opening for a charlatan to being a charlatan. Look at you. Ah, that's the dream. You're just steps away from a corner office. Just keep at it, kid. You can run a Ponzi scheme someday. Well, his act was pretty straightforward. He basically told people he would eat whatever weird shit they brought him and then he did it. (laughs) You get what you pay for. You do. Uh, You can find seven-year-olds attempting similar stunts on school playgrounds nationwide. Mmm. A little more impressive than your average spider, though, I would assume. Yeah, basically he did whatever whatever people would dare him to eat, he would eat in any amount that they wanted, and he really Didn't even have to triple dog dare him. No, he would just do it. He ate entire baskets full of apples, rocks, and wine corks. And those are three separate baskets. Those, oh, no. This is not a mixed bag. No, this is just this not a, a pick and mix. Of- No, somebody would just be like, hey, eat this basket of wine corks, and then he would do it. (laughs) I mean, that's the act. Yep. Straightforward. They didn't have a lot of options for entertainment back in the day. Watching a strange frogman eat an entire basket of corks, that was worth the penny. (laughs) That's how boring life was back then. That's what you had to do to summon the will to go on. That's what you had to look at. It's like, well... I can either lay down in the street and die, or I can make this fucking idiot eat a box of rocks. <laughs> rocks it is, I guess. It's, it's um, that and the odd house fire. Spectator <laughs> to sports, both. Public hangings, I'll make it through. Terari ate several live animals and was apparently particularly fond of eating snakes. And his act was apparently quite popular with local crowds. He, he really got himself a bit of a following in Paris. You know, word will get around. He's the Game of Thrones of poor, penniless, toothless Paris. 18th century Paris, absolutely. You never know what he's going to eat next. King's Landing? (laughs) Probably. Well, at one point, while performing, he suffered from a severe bowel obstruction, which, you're eating boxes of rocks. Yeah. Duh. 
the crowd was kind enough to carry him to the Hotel du Hospital, where he was treated with the strongest laxatives they had available. No, you're too funny to die. Fine, I'll touch you. <laughs> God, can you imagine? I mean, no, don't imagine the results too vividly, but it did successfully treat the blockage. Oh, it'd be like a shotgun of shit. <laughs> This is a man who has constant diarrhea, and then they give him laxatives. My god. This is like if a if a cannon full of grape shot was instead a human being. I like that this is already gross, and you're like, how can I make this worse? I bet he, I bet he took out- And then you did it. I bet he took out a support in the hospital. I'm sure somebody drowned in the attempt to save him. <laughs> they lost three nurses. <laughs> It was a dark day. The great flood of 74. The, the, the operation had a 300% fatality rate, and the patient survived. <laughs> They'll, they sing songs of that day. <laughs> Tell stories. Oral tradition um, passed down from orderly to orderly. <laughs> well, as a form of thanks, Terari offered to eat the surgeon's pocket watch and the pocket watch chain right in front of him, because that's what every man wants. For oh, another gosh. man to just eat his watch. You're a, the you're surgeon a told him, "Yeah, no." The surgeon was having absolutely fucking none of it, and he told Terari that if he did that, he would cut him open to get them back. So he didn't. <laughs> I just met you, and I'm already, I'm already so done with your shit. <laughs> I've lost too many orderlies today. Get out of my office. <laughs> Take your diarrhea with you. <laughs> Andrew rocks. I've just, well, he's just watched the consequences of this. And, like, he's probably already plenty busy. He doesn't want to fix you again. I'm not entirely convinced that this was, like, an attempt to impress the guy. I think it may have been Terari asking for a snack. Well, that's kind of what Terari did, though, for a while. He just, he just bummed around Paris doing a street performer act until 1792. So when Terari was around 20 years old, the War of the First Coalition broke out. This was a very important war, and unless you have specifically studied European history, you probably know nothing about it. Yeah, fair. Uh, the details of this war aren't particularly important. It went on for five years, France declared war on pretty much the entirety of Europe, and they won, and Belgium's still kind of mad about it. That's that's the Cliff yep. Notes edition of the War of the First Coalition. If, if you're American and you have a stereotype of the French as, like, sniveling cowards, you need to know that for most of European histor history, they were the big dogs. They were the military powerhouse. What matters to us is that Terrari decided to enlist in the French Revolutionary Army at the start of the war, presumably because they would feed him and he wouldn't have to block up his bowels with wine corks to amuse strangers in order to survive. He pretty quickly found, though, that military rations weren't nearly enough to sustain him. So he started doing other soldiers' duties in exchange for portions of their rations and then scavenging in the garbage heap for scraps. Eventually, though, the lack of food took its toll, and he was hospitalized at the military hospital in Sousseltrin with exhaustion. Literally, this man is starving on double rations. Yeah, plus fistfuls of garbage. A hundred percent. Huh. Something's not right with him medically. At the hospital, he was granted quadruple rations to see if that would fix the problem, but he was still ravenous. So he started going around the hospital, eating leftover food scraps from the other patients and scavenging for garbage in the gutters. Eventually, he started breaking into the hospital's apothecary to eat medicinal poultices. Oh! Which is basically- Oh yeah, that is the 18th century equivalent of being so hungry that you break into a pharmacy to eat the pills for food. <laughs> 
Not to get high, you're eating them for food value. You're stealing opium for sustenance. You're eating Tylenol because you're that fucking hungry. Well, after having Terrari at the hospital for a little bit, two of the lead surgeons there, Dr. Coville and Surgeon-in-Chief George Daije, which doesn't really sound like a French name, but sure, he was he was the Baron Percy, which is how we will address him because it's easier to pronounce, they decided that they wanted to keep him there and perform some experiments on him, because anybody As would. I would does. perform ex- If I had a man who could just eat fistfuls of garbage every day on top of quadruple rations and still be hungry. Oh, yeah, you, and then just down, like, a pound of wormwort. I'm interested. You, you have you my attention, sir. So they did the first experiment that literally anybody would do if they got a hold of Terrare, which was they tried to see if they could find the limit to how much he could eat. <laughs> like two boys poking a frog with a stick. Yeah, and to summarize several experiments, they did not find that limit. (laughs) At one point, they led Terare to a meal that had been prepared to feed 15 day laborers, which is an obscene amount of food. This was two absolutely enormous meat pies, several plates of grease and salt, and four gallons of milk. Oh. I, I didn't say that it was good food, I just said that there was a lot of it. And indeed, you did not lie. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that grease and salt was a side dish in 18th century France. Oh, it's basically a condiment. Mmm, just grease and salt. Mm. That's that's basically suet. That's what you feed, that's what you put in bird feeders. But Terare ate the entire meal by himself, curled up and went to sleep, and then woke up the next day no worse for wear. Oh, good. (sighs) That kind of meal would rupture a normal person. Oh, you burst! You can't- the average human stomach cannot contain an entire gallon of milk. My high school used to do this particularly cruel contest where they would- we'd have a milk chug. They would- they would oh. challenge people to, to be the first to chug an entire gallon of milk. But the whole point of the contest was that the human stomach can't contain a gallon of milk, so you are forced to puke for your classmates' enjoyment. No. No, this is- this is a vomiting contest. This is no, an unwinnable feat. This is something, so yeah, this kind of meal should make the average person explode. But no, he just went to sleep. He just had a nap. Um, and after that, they just started putting stuff in front of him to see if he would eat it. The the spirit of the enlightenment. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean, this is really your last chance to turn back. They gave him a live cat. Oh. Yeah, so he, he ripped its stomach open with his teeth, drank its blood, and then ate every scrap of it except for the bones. He then coughed up a ball of its skin and fur an hour later, like he was a fucking owl. <laughs> I I did warn you that this was gross. <laughs> you gonna live, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> that is the grossest thing I have ever heard. Um, that is repulsive. Oh yeah, he happily ate live snakes, puppies, and lizards. Oh that wow! The hospital staff helpfully provided for him. So basically, his favorite foods are like uh, that one song from the the Sound of Music. <laughs> Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. <laughs> Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. <laughs> Terrari hears this song and thinks it's a fucking menu? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) At one point, they gave him an entire eel. 
so he crushed its head with his teeth and then swallowed the entire thing in one go. Oh, he just slurped it up like a noodle. Yeah, yes, he did. Exactly that. After crushing its head with his teeth. That seems unnecessary. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, no one claims to understand how or why this man ate the way that he did, but I don't know the finer points of eating a live cat. So after a couple months of just feeding random shit to Terrare, the military seemed to remember that he was still technically an active-duty soldier, and so they tried to find a way to make use of out of his strange abilities. Dr. Corville approached General Alexandre de Beauharnais, who was the first husband of Napoleon Bonaparte's wife, Josephine, if you're a huge fucking nerd. Yeah, and they told the general that they might be able to use Terrare as a human carrier pigeon. The general liked this idea. He can't fly, can he? Oh no, but he can do something much more disgusting. What? What? Like is he's like he's like the Captain America of early modern France, is he? Except that he's not good at anything, which makes mm. him I don't know. Hawkeye. He doesn't, he doesn't quite have <laughs> Chris Evans' rippling six pack. <laughs> no, no, he's 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 pre pre super soldier serum. Steve Rogers, Captain America, but he is with Steve like, Rogers. but with like full size Steve Rogers' skin. <laughs> oh, that's a, both a wonderful and disgusting description. <laughs> you are welcome. Now, so, so what they decided to do was the doctor fed Terrare a small wooden box with a note inside. Two days later, he shit out the box, and they found that the note inside was still legible. Excellent. <laughs> that's the military. Thanks, you son. So they decided that he was going to serve as a military courier. There would be no risk of the secret messages he was carrying being found, even if he was captured and searched. General de Beauharnais wanted to demonstrate this ability to the other military higher-ups. Oh, so why? So he had Terrare- Oh, I don't know. This is something they apparently had to witness. <laughs> <laughs> you must witness. Watch. Look what I found, basically. This is show and Turn tell. your eyes into the darkness. Stare, gaze into the <laughs> abyss. And by the this abyss, I mean tell. this man's asshole. <laughs> Oh, no, no, they they witnessed the eating part. They didn't witness the shitting part. <laughs> oh, well, I got this backwards. <laughs> Just stare at this man's butthole until a message comes out. No. No. Not. No. No. Oh, my God, no. Life back then was rough, but it wasn't that rough. I mean, even the rich had to find their entertainment. <laughs> No, so he gathered together a bunch of commanders of the Army of the Rhine, and he had Terrare swallow a box with a note inside of it in front of them for, I don't know, for their amusement. He just wanted to show off. As a reward, though, for doing this, Terrare was given a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds of raw bull liver and lungs. Oh. Which, yes, 30 pounds of raw bull liver and lungs, which he also ate in front of the commanders. Doesn't even that save is... it for later. Pace yourself, Terrare. You're going to no. be hungry this evening. That is a treat you give to a fucking zoo tiger. Yeah. Like... That's not a treat for a person. After he successfully shed out the second box and the note was once again intact, Terrare was officially made into a spy for the Army of the Rhine. I I genuinely hope it wasn't a box-shaped box. Like, I hope they at I... least tapered the corners. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got to shit a corner. That's, <laughs> That's rough. The things you do for your nation, for your country. That's what happens in times of war. 
just strain yourself and think of France. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the French national anthem, but I would grunt it if I could. No, just grunt La Marseille with a metric ton of bog roll beside you. <laughs> but making him a spy was a terrible idea. Absolutely should not have been done. Terraria's mental health was starting to deteriorate at this point because he'd been trapped in a hospital eating live cats for months. <laughs> I think if you were trapped in a hospital eating live cats in front of a doctor for months, you'd also probably start to lose it a little bit. Uh, General de Beauharnais was nervous about entrusting him with anything important, which was probably wise. So... For Terrari's first assignment, they told him to sneak into Neustadt in Prussia without drawing attention to himself and carry a vitally important message to a French colonel being held prisoner by the Prussians. Although Terrari was told that the message was vitally important, it actually just said something along the lines of like, hey, let me know if you get this, or however the fuck you say that in French. Terrari crossed into Prussia disguised as a German peasant. The locals figured out that he was a spy pretty much immediately. Like, immediately. Like, right away. Absolutely. So, for one thing, he didn't speak a goddamn word of German. And for another thing, it didn't take them long to get suspicious of a man who was running around eating his body weight and live animals awful and garbage every day. This is not a subtle human being. No. No, and when you see a man crouched over a gutter eating butcher awful, hand over fist who doesn't speak a goddamn word of your language, you start to suspect that something's up. Like, even if you don't think he's a French spy, I'm pretty sure you think he's possessed. Yeah, so you you alert the authorities, which is exactly what they did. Terraria was captured, whipped, and strip-searched, which must have been pleasant. I can only imagine strip-searching a 22-year-old and finding his skin flaps. <laughs> That's not fine. The authorities didn't find anything, and he refused to give up the details of his mission. He was imprisoned for refusing to talk, and after 24 hours of this, he relented and told the Prussians what was going on. After learning about what his mission was, the Prussians chained him to a latrine for 30 hours until he shit out what they were told would be important documents. <laughs> Just 30 hours chained to a toilet. Because <laughs> that's gonna this help This is his like the health. worst practical joke the French have ever played on the Prussians. <laughs> Just... We sent you the grossest man in existence. <laughs> Just a grotesque <laughs> parody of a man. And we're gonna make you watch him for when he takes a shit. <laughs> there's, there's two versions of the story. Some versions of the story say that the Prussians were absolutely furious when they retrieved the message and they realized it was like basically the equivalent of a text that says, hey, you up. Like, it's just worthless. Um... Other versions of the story say that they never actually got a hold of the message because Terrari started eating his own stool to prevent them from getting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. You learned. Either way, they were pissed off and this story is absolutely like disgusting. Like a confused dog. <laughs> like like the uh what is what is that snake that eats its own tail? The Ouroboros. Yeah, the like an Ouroboros except repulsive. An Ouroboros of shit. Yes, wonderful. Like a one-man human centipede. This <laughs> disgusting. They were so angry, either way, that they decided to fake execute him just to teach him a lesson. They took Terrari to the gallows, got him up on the platform, put the noose around his neck, and then they were like, ha, just kidding. Took him down Whoa. from the scaffold, beat the shit out of him, and released him back into French territory. 
I actually don't want more shit coming out of this man. That's probably why they didn't actually want to hang him, just because the smell would be horrendous. <laughs> We'd have to abandon this village, and this is a nice village. You We'd go. We'd have to salt and burn the countryside. <laughs> I also like that they just tried to scare him straight, like he's a misbehaving 14-year-old. <laughs> Terare did not find the Prussians' fake execution amusing at all. He did not think that shit was funny. So he returned to the hospital to beg them to find a cure for his condition so that he could stop smuggling messages in his ass. <laughs> We'll, we'll get into modern analysis of Terare and whatever the fuck was wrong with him, but doctors actually aren't confident that they could fix Terare's problems today. Mm. 18th century French military doctors didn't stand a fucking chance. Oh, like, I don't even know where you start. Well, apparently you start with laudanum. Just a shitload of laudanum, which is opiate. That's, <laughs> Opiates that's just for opium. everything. Uh, but that didn't work, because of course it didn't. No, obviously not. Like, like, one of the major effects of opiates is constipation. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what they were hoping with that one, but they're lucky he didn't fucking explode. <laughs> Basically just building a bomb in this man's digestive tract. Yeah, but when that didn't work, they tried giving him wine vinegar and tobacco pills, which they thought would work for some reason. Basically just throwing science at the wall and seeing what sticks. Pretty much. They also tried feeding him obscene quantities of soft-boiled eggs. I don't really know where they were going with that one, but they decided to try that. None of it helped in the least. They also tried restricting Terare to a reasonable diet while he was in the hospital, and you can imagine how well that went. Oh, he would have um, been in misery. Yeah, so his efforts to continue eating quickly became extreme and impossible to control. He started sneaking out of the hospital to eat discarded offal outside of a butcher shop. When that wasn't enough for him, he would literally fight stray dogs for random animal carcasses in alleyways and gutters. Oh, so he's literally eating roadkill now. He's, he's literally fighting dogs over roadkill. And not only is he fighting them, he's winning. Like, I don't want to know what drives a man, what kind of hunger drives a man to fight a pack of feral 18th century dogs and win. And his prize when he's done is like discarded sheep guts. Oh. And dead rats. That's what that's the prize here. Um, like like the keto version of Haggis. I mean he is eating pretty keto. On multiple occasions, the hospital staff caught him sneaking into the bloodletting ward, because again, 18th century hospital, mm. where he would drink the patient's blood from the buckets oh. it was being collected in. Yes. Uh, what are the chances he Delicious. just had a, like, he just popped in a, hit, like, he just took a big handful of leeches and popped them in his mouth. Almost definitely. Chewing them like bubble gum. Mm, 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 mm. Also, like, at least we know he's not anemic. Not oh, a well. fucking chance he's anemic. He was also caught, again, multiple times, attempting to eat corpses in the hospital morgue. Huh. <laughs> we, we gotta get, it's... It's a Jessica style episode, so we gotta get that cannibalism mm. in there somewhere. I, I don't know what kind of hunger drives you to be like, you know what the best option is? A diseased 18th century human corpse. Presumably unrefrigerated. I can't imagine mm. they had great refrigeration back then. No, not great. Like, the best you come by is just, like, dry and underground. Mm, just kind of make jerky out of it. This is a time where, like, snow cones and shaved ice were a delicacy. 
this is a time where a freezy was only known to the kings of kings. At this point, many of the doctors in the hospital wanted Terare transferred out of the military hospital and into a lunatic asylum because they believed that he was deeply mentally ill. Dude keeps trying to eat the corpses. This is a man who keeps, you know, wandering up to people who are, like, weeping over their deceased loved ones and going, like, are you going to finish that? Terare's doctor, however, Baron Percy, wanted to keep experimenting on Terare, so he was kept at the military hospital. Oh, good. Baron Percy, however, quickly came to regret his decision when a 14-month-old baby disappeared from the hospital, and the staff had a pretty good idea of where it went. Uh, Terare <laughs> ate it. That's, that's the implication here. That's what we're getting at. That is what we are implying. Like, we don't know for sure that he did it, but, like, he probably did it. He probably ate a live human baby. So even Baron Percy drew the line at dude ate a fucking baby, and he was banished from the hospital. <laughs> we don't really know where Terare went for the next four years after leaving the hospital. We can assume he went back to his fulfilling life of eating garbage and fighting stray dogs for rat corpses, but it's kind of anybody's guess. It's fun. Amazing. It's a fun way to live. I have a new uh, hero. <laughs> that man in the gutter eating the ass out of a dead cat. That's my hero. I'm. That's what I'm gonna be one day. <laughs> Homeless. <laughs> we can only reach the tights. <laughs> what we do know is that in 1798, four years after being driven from the military hospital, he turned up again at a hospital in Versailles, bedridden and dying. He had become so sick that he wasn't hungry for the first time in his life. He had the doctors in Versailles contact Baron Percy for him, saying that he wanted to see him. Terare told the doctors that he had eaten a gold fork two years prior and that it never emerged again. He was- I know, I, there's, a, there's a whole story in that somewhere. I, I, I looked this up. That they is never asked- they didn't ask where he got the fork. Which seems like a pretty relevant question. They don't just hand those out to homeless street performers. I mean, if they did, we'd all be homeless street performers, you know? Yeah, so they have uh, no idea where this guy got a hold of a gold fork or why he decided to eat it for food instead of selling it for money with which you could buy food that isn't bull awful, but, you know, who's a to gold, say? A gold fork could buy you quite a lot of bull awful. That's Just a saying. lot of lungs. That is a, a many, lot of, that's a lot of liver. Many of lungs. No, Terrari was convinced the fork was lodged somewhere inside of him and that it was making him sick. The doctors knew, though, pretty much immediately, that Terrari was in the end stages of tuberculosis. Mm. A month after being hospitalized in Versailles, Terrari began to have continuous exudative diarrhea. You don't want a definition of what this is, but you're gonna get it anyway, because there's no escape. This is diarrhea that contains a significant amount of blood or pus. Mm. Yes. Delightful. Del Delightful, and it's never a good sign. There's literally nobody's ever been like, "Hooray, he's got blood diarrhea." That's not good. Yeah, bloody stool is never great. But Terare died shortly after this uh, diarrhea began. Doctors estimated that he was probably about twenty-six years old at the time of his death. Live fast, die young. Die young. Your constant diet of food scraps and medical waste caught up to you. Strange. Amazing. It's actually just amazing he managed to live to 26. 
Oh, and the doctors were sort of had the same thought. But Terari's corpse started rotting very quickly, and it was so gross shortly after his death that the doctors didn't want to autopsy him. <laughs> One brave doctor at Versailles stepped up to do it anyway. He wanted to see if there was an obvious biological or physiological cause for Terari's issues, and honestly, he wanted to check to see if there really was a gold fork stuck in him. <laughs> I mean, Just... I'd want to know. I would! The first thing that they noticed was that Terari's esophagus was abnormally large. When they looked down his throat, they could see straight into his stomach, which is not- that's not how things are supposed that's to go. That's weird. Nuh-uh. Oh mm. yeah, that's not good. Like if you hung him upside down, would all the food just come out? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> but maybe? I don't know, maybe he just had to be upright all the time. Terari's jaws could open four inches, which doesn't sound like a lot. But that is fucking enormous. You probably don't realize this, but the average person can only open their mouth an inch and a half. Mm. 2.1 inches is the upper boundary of average. Just try it. Your mouth does not open very far. You you're, you can barely fit two fingers in there, which is what she said, but do <gasps> it anyway. I can manage like three. three. Uh-huh. Like three-ish. But it's like, it's two inches. He could do double that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh. This I was gonna make a joke earlier about him unhinging his jaw like a snake, but like, wow. <laughs> no, genuinely. He's basically Venom. Like, he just... Bleh. Ah. Like one of those haunted girls from the ring. When his head was tilted back, doctors were able to insert a cylinder that was one foot in circumference into his gullet without touching his palate. Ah! Yeah, I had to take a walk after reading that. Don't touch <laughs> that one at home. I felt I also... that. I like that they had a foot cylinder just kind of lying around. Why Why do they have that? What do you what, use that for? What medical purpose does this have? Which of you kinky bastards? Right, what is, is that going, is that for buttholes? Tell is me it, the truth. Is, is, it, is, that, be is honest it for with buttholes? Me. I don't want to <laughs> know. tell me. I Please no. tell me this isn't for buttholes. It's probably for buttholes. You're going to rupture um, somebody. Terari's stomach was enormous, covered in ulcers, and it took up most of his abdominal cavity. His other organs were just kind of squished out of the way for this enormous stomach. He also had an abnormally large liver and gallbladder, and I frankly have no idea how he fit anything else in his body. Like, what? Like, he's shaped like a gourd. Yeah, he's like a bad game of Jenga. There's just a bunch of shit crammed in there. What? The children's game operation makes more sense than anything that happened at Terraria's <laughs> autopsy. His body was also filled with pus, and his organs were putrefying. His body was so disgusting that the doctor could not complete the autopsy. <laughs> it was too gross. He had to tap out. <laughs> Even this man, a man among men, cried uncle. This man is more liquid than solid at this point. Also, they never found the gold fork. Huh. Fun. Shame. Maybe he shit it out without noticing. Who knows? Maybe he dissolved it. <laughs> I don't. I don't pretend to know. <laughs> um, but all of this leads us to the obvious question what the fuck was wrong with Terrare? there are several patients from antiquity who have similar descriptions to Terrare, but Terrare was the only one in history who ever actually had a formal medical diagnosis and an autopsy mm. so he's he's the best one we've got and as far as we know there are no modern patients who match Terrare's constellation of medical problems and anomalies it makes it hard to pin down exactly what the hell was going on and although we don't know exactly what was wrong, doctors have speculated about Terraria's case for over 200 years. 
It's possible that Terare had a very extreme form of hyperthyroidism. This is a mm. condition where the thyroid gland produces too much of a hormone called thyroxine, which co- uh, controls the metabolism, among other things. So people who have hyperthyroidism have an extreme appetite, difficulty gaining weight, sweatiness, intolerance to heat, and thin, fine hair. Which mm-hmm. kind of checks some boxes, but I mean, we've never seen a case quite like this. Hyperthyroidism is not unheard of. Like, Yeah, it's, like, it's I've, un- met, I've met people with thyroid issues and like, yeah, like, they're noticeably warm to the touch, or cold to the touch if they have hypothyroidism, but they don't actively steam. Uh, you're just walking around touching thyroid patients. You're like, you, come here. Come here, I want to touch you. I uh, mean, it's a- I have a familial propensity towards glandular problems. I'm just imagining you like, I can't find any warm laundry shirt out of the dryer. Fetch me someone with hyperthyroidism instead. <laughs> Get me a skinny bastard. Warm my feet. <laughs> I'll give you a plate of meat if you just sit upon my thighs. Excellent. It's also possible that Terare had some kind of organic brain damage or defect, likely to his amygdala. Amygdala damage can do all kinds of things to fuck you up, but among other symptoms, which include psychopathy, some forms of amygdala damage cause a condition called polyphagia, which is a fancy term for wanting to eat like a goddamn horse. The problem is, is that polyphagia usually comes with all the medical consequences of eating like a goddamn horse, which yeah. Shari seems to have avoided. There are people who've eaten like a mountain of dirt, but then like... They suffer you know, accordingly. They suffer accordingly. They Exactly what you would expect then happens. So what's what's likely is that Terare either had more than one condition going on, or Terare had some kind of genetic or medical condition that's just incredibly rare. Something that we only see once every couple generations. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We're and we're not gonna know until we see a case that resembles his. Mm-hmm. Like unless this pops up again, unless like some weird genetic lottery throws up another Terare, we just like we can't know with the information we have. Yeah, so we're like, I don't know, brain damage, hormone problem, all of the above, ghosts, angry spirits. Aliens? Take take your pick. Maybe it was aliens. I don't I don't know why aliens would come down, make a very hungry man and leave, but I'm not <laughs> an alien. I don't know their thoughts. <laughs> I don't know their advanced logic. Maybe that makes perfect sense to them. Honestly, nothing in this case makes sense, and if aliens help you sleep at night, then go for it. I personally will have nightmares you. about... A seggy-faced Frenchman eating awful out of a gutter, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> that's just a fun thing I'm going to experience until I die, but yeah. you may cope differently than I do. That, that that squeaking noise in the background is my dog chewing the shit out of a stuffed seahorse that I bought her. <laughs> She's like, you know what, You've uh, episode's over, Janelle. That's enough. It's time uh, for seahorse chewing. Call it a day. Got my important seahorse time in. I mean, speaking of mental illnesses, I bought my dog this stuffed seahorse toy thinking, oh, this will be a fun toy she'll chew for a while and get bored of. It has psychologically destroyed her. (laughs) She loves it so much that she just carries it around the apartment in her mouth crying. And it's like... (laughs) Just weeping for beauty. Yeah, she just makes these low moans that really shouldn't come out of a chihuahua. She's still going. This... She's, She's still chewing away. She'll stand over her food dish with her seahorse in her mouth and cry... Because she loves her seahorse so much, but she's so hungry, but she doesn't want to put the seahorse down in order to eat. So she'll just kind of shove her nose in her bowl with the seahorse in her mouth in the hope that food will just sort of fit in there too. Just process it, it through osmosis. 
I have to like intervene so my dog doesn't starve. <laughs> I hurt you with my love. I I do, but uh, Bianca wants to chew her seahorse, and she's apparently not interested in in what I have to do. And the episode's finished anyway, so I guess that's where we. Uh, yes. I guess this is where we say goodbye. <laughs> so we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you haven't violently vomited all over your all over the passenger seat. You know. Although if you did do that, please tell us because we want to tweet about it. So that we know we know we, that we know we're being effective. It's really those kinds of things are what keeps us going. It's it's the fans. It's our quality control. <laughs> it's how we know what we're doing right by you. I have been Jessica. And I have been Janelle, M.A., from Columbia University. And we are Fat, Fat, French, French, and and Fabulous. I'm gonna eat ya, you're my desire. I'm gonna sharpen all my teeth and build a fire. I'm gonna eat ya.